You're listening to Joey's Totally Tech, your tech podcast. On Amazon, eBay, AliExpress, or other sites, you may have seen these gaming machines known as Pandora's Boxes. They typically contain supposedly thousands of games, and many of them come in arcade-style joystick boxes. I've recently purchased one myself. Today we're going to see what they're all about, and if you should get one, on Joey's Totally Tech. Hello, welcome to Joey's Totally Tech. This is Joey Cagle, and a call is coming in on my phone right now. Sorry about that beep there, but this is Joey Cagle and the Big Kahuna. Yogera. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not well, wearing the Big Kahuna shirt today, unfortunately. Ah, uh, well, you're still the Big Kahuna, regardless, man. All day or day. Yeah. Uh, so we're not doing video this week because, uh, since Antonio does this remotely, uh, we normally do this uh, via Skype. Last week was the first time we've actually posted video, by the way, check it out on our YouTube channel. Uh, but we're not doing video this week because the internet is out here at the house and I'm relying on the mobile hotspot from my, uh, iPhone, but I've only got 15 gigabytes total of mobile hotspot, and I don't want to use that all up on the Skype call. I've already watched plenty of YouTube videos and uploaded the YouTube video from last week that we recorded. So maybe your internet's down because Ajit Pai heard about that hit piece you wrote about him. Oh, 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 yeah, Ajit Pai heard about our hit piece on him for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I would, I I don't know. I didn't even think that was much of a hit piece to be honest. I'm just joking. It was pretty light compared to other things I read on the internet about the guy. Yeah, I could (laughs) have done so much more, and oh, did I want to? You know, (laughs) so. We're all about integrity here on JTT. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so how's your week been going? Uh, so far, so good. I mean, okay. work is straight, you know, yep. kind of boring. I just, I'm working from home, dialing phone numbers all day. But, uh, you know, I'm getting lots of good PlayStation time in, so that's nice. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I went to your birthday party on Saturday. That was yes. pretty fun. Yeah, I, I had my birthday. My birthday, uh, for those who don't know, was actually uh, on Thursday, April 1st. Yes, I am an April Fool's baby. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and, did, you, uh, did you have fun at Buca di Beppo? Oh, yeah, we did. For those who don't know, Buca di Beppo is an Italian restaurant. It's, uh, it's a chain restaurant, but there aren't... I think that's the only one in North Carolina from what I was told. Yeah, that's what uh, Lisa said. So yeah. she seems like a pretty smart chick. Yeah, I know they had one in the San Diego area when I lived there. I never went to it. That was my first time at Buca. Blah blah. blah. 
That was my first time at Buca di Beppo. That's what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> I've been there a few times. I used to live in Pineville, so yeah. like my apartment is literally like a mile away from the place. I could walk there if I wanted to. Cool. Walking back might be kind of tough, but <laughs> and man, that restaurant is a maze. By the way, you know. Oh yeah, getting getting through it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. they didn't really lay it out that well, but. I mean, there's lots of goofy crap on the walls to look at, so that's always fun. Yeah. I was kind of joking that they did that in case they're, like, um, trying to hide the mafia in there. Well, that's a racially insensitive joke. <laughs> but most Italians I know would be okay with me saying that. Yeah, it's... I guess uh, Italian's certain... not even a race. It's a nationality. <laughs> I guess that's very nationalistic of you, Joe. <laughs> nationalistic, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess I didn't say go USA or anything, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Did you have a good Easter? Uh, I did. Uh, Lisa's mother and sister and, um, Lisa's niece came over for Easter. Uh, we had some delicious food. It was right awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, of course, you know, I've been struggling with some, uh, carpal tunnel, I just got my uh, ergonomic keyboard and mouse in today. It's wireless, too, so it's feeling really good so far. It's the Microsoft Sculpt, which um, it's it's several years old. It's from the Windows 8 era, actually, but they are still selling it. And Mm -hmm. um, from the reviews, for someone with big hands like me, that's probably like one of the best keyboards to get for what I could afford. I really wanted to get the Freestyle 2. However, that does not come with an ergonomic mouse, just the keyboard. And then there's additional stuff you've got to get to get uh, more of the tilting that I wanted in the keyboard. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like more money. I'm like, no, we're just going to go with the <laughs> uh, Microsoft Sculpt. And that's what I'm doing. I wonder if Donald Trump uses Microsoft Sculpt. I hear he has pretty big hands. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So um, so we're going to talk about the Pandora's Box gaming systems in just a moment. Um, but, uh, you know, arcade games. Uh, I don't know how much you've gone to the arcade when you were, like, younger, but... Um, how much did you go, what'd you say? Uh, I was pretty avid arcade goer, mm-hmm. I guess, throughout the 90s. I think once I got, like, into high school, you know, once you can get, like, pretty reasonable, like, 3D graphics at home, kind of, I think that's kind of when arcades kind of started falling by the wayside, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. Though, I mean, <clears throat> arcade games are still... Um, around in fact you know david busters i know before the pandemic that was a fun place to go to i i wonder how they're doing with the pandemic i still hear ads for david busters on spotify i mean they're still around i think i think yeah oh yeah yeah so they are i wonder a friend of mine was talking about going to david busters i might be going in the next couple weeks we'll see what happens i gotta look at how they've been handling the pandemic you know Oh, I'm sure they're wiping all the games down or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I mean, because I'm I'm sure any arcades that are around have probably suffered. Of course, uh, the past few years there have been like arcade bars opening up. You know, like 
we had Char we had a Bari here in Charlotte until mm-hmm. uh, the pandemic unfortunately killed their business. They have a uh, tilt. Tilt's not really like an arcade. They have a few games in there. I wouldn't call them an arcade exactly though, but sounds like a pinball arcade at least. Yeah, it does. I think they might have I haven't been there in a few years, but they have like some older games. They got like darts, they got pinball, so right. I guess it's kinda like an arcade, but I don't yeah. know. So when I think of arcade, I think of more like a Dave and Buster's kind of thing, I guess. Oh yeah, totally. What are some of your favorite arcade games? Uh growing up, let me think. Uh I was a big fan of Final Fight. Mm-hmm. Uh I always liked the side scrolling beat em ups. Oh yeah. Um, let me think. Silent Scope. I was playing a lot of Silent Scope when that was out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel versus Capcom 2. That was a pretty popular one that I liked. Uh, I mean, all the classics, you know, Pac-Man right. and you know, Space Invaders and yes. Galaxian and all that stuff from back mm-hmm. in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, how about you? Yeah, for me, yeah. Um, I mean, of course, I loved uh, Galaxian and Galica. You know, I recently just discovered <sighs> Gapless, which was like one of the sequels in that whole Galaxian series. Right, um, right. Let's see what else. Um, Double Dragon. I love playing. Um, Street Fighter Two, of course. That that's who, who doesn't love Street Fighter Two? You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd say um, like uh, Gyrus was probably one of my favorite arcade games, and you know I played the Commodore sixty four version as well, the NES version of Gyrus, but. You know, I just love the arcade game of yeah. Gyrus. Uh, Actually, I did forget to mention the Simpsons arcade game. I, oh, yeah. That's probably one of the ones I played the most growing up. I used yeah. to love that game. Yeah, the Simpsons uh, is really good, yes. Uh, so today we're going to talk about the Pandora's Box gaming systems. That's why I wanted to uh, mention the arcade games. Um, we didn't talk. Um, are we doing Totally Tech Trivia today or not? Oh, I didn't set one up. Okay. I didn't know you wanted me to no, do one. I didn't know if you wanted to do it either. I didn't have it uh, really planned, but it's just something that I had talk, thought about. We don't have to do it this week. We could do it next week if we want. Maybe you should give me, like, you don't have to give me all the tech questions and answers, but, you know, send that little system to me, and I can uh, come up with some questions for you because... Yeah, for sure. I have it. I mean, all it is is basically just like uh, I just do a spreadsheet. Yeah. So I just do the, the, you know, I do one at the top of one column. At the top of each of the five columns, I just put the name of the category. Yeah. And I just put the numbers one, two, and 300 in the cells below Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And then for the uh, question, I put a comment in the cell. Right. So that way all you do is highlight the the number, and then the, the question answer pops up. And that's okay. how I do it. So you shouldn't need me to send it to you. you could, you're a smart dude. You should be able to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So here we go. We're going to talk about Pandora's box gaming systems today. Hey, everyone. I just remembered before we go to the main content, I forgot to mention our Humble Bundle deals of the week. And one of the best ways to build your gaming library is through Humble Choice from Humble Bundle. It's their monthly subscription where you could get up to 12 new games for as little as $12 per month for the first 12 months right now. Normally, it's $19.99 per month, so that's a great deal. At the $20 a month, it's already a great deal, but 
it's an even better deal for the first year. This month's Humble Choice includes Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts, a tactical multiplayer shooter game. According to the Humble Notes, quote, contracts left us on the edge of our seats. The precise strategic sniper gameplay will leave you eager for more missions. Plus, we'd loved that we could play amongst friends or alone, end quote. Other games included in this month's uh, monthly choice, or humble choice rather, are F1 2020, Shinmu 3, Main Assembly, Rock of Ages 3 Make and Break, Remothered Broken Porcelain, and Other Waters, Avid Colony, Simulacra and Simulacra 2, Cult Canyon, Scully, and Pop-Up Dungeon. I just signed up for this myself. Also, another benefit is you get 20% off in your Humble Bundle store purchases, and you'll also be able to play and own any game in the Humble Trove. Wow, great deal. Uh, The featured charity for the month uh, is uh, Stop AAPI Hate. They work to stop anti-Asian hate and violence and work to give victims of anti-Asian hate the help they need. Addressing anti-Asian racism isn't easy, but we can all play a role. And one way we can do it right now is to sign up for The Humble Choice this month. You can do so through our affiliate link in the description. And Joey's Totally Tech Humble Bundle Game of the Week is R-Type Final 2. This is actually a pre-order for the Nintendo Switch. If you're a fan of space shooters, you know the R-Type series. I don't have to explain it to you. And this looks like an exciting game coming to the Nintendo Switch. I personally don't have a Switch, but I know Antonio does. Antonio, get the game, dude. If you have the Nintendo Switch, get this game through our Humble Bundle link. And you'll support the podcast as well as the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network. This game is $39.99 on Humble Bundle. Now, let's go to the main content, finally. So, you're probably wondering, what are Pandora's Box gaming systems? Well, they're a series of uh, bootleg JAMA, um, however many games in one arcade boards. Uh, That's the main board itself. Um, They began production in uh, 2012 by a 3A game electronic technology in... um, is it Zhengzhou, China? Is that how we pronounce it? Oh, geez. I would say Guangzhou. Guangzhou. It's something I, Zhao. Guangzhou. I, I, I don't know. But they're from China. You can buy the main board itself or a full system with an arcade joystick or game pads. And uh, you could even buy like uh, bar top uh, systems if you want to. There's all mm-hmm. sorts of Pandora's boxes out there that you could get. Um, I always like those bar top systems. I think they had like uh, back in the this is a long time ago. I was in middle school. I think the Dairy Queen by my house had like Dig Dug or something like that in a oh, bar yeah. style. Those are always fun. Yeah, definitely. So a Jamma board. That's J A M M A. 
Uh, if you don't know, that's an arcade board standard that was created in 1985. It stands for Japan Amusement Machine and Marketing Association. Of course, named after the group um, that was creating the standard. Um, if you are creating a home arcade with a JAMA standard, it allows for quick and easy upgrades of your PCB. You just pull out the old board and insert the new one. Now, they claim that these are JAMA boards. It's partially true, but it's not a standard JAMA pinout. It's non-standard. Uh, buttons 5 and 6 in each uh, player are wired to pins 26 and 27 in the parts side. And D and E are in the solder side. Pins 27 and E are supposed to be ground in the JAMA standard. Of course, there's um, adapters, I think, um, to... Uh, if you're going from a standard JAMA to the pandora's box or the other way around i think there's adapters to fix that you should call it the standard jamma the what jamma instead of the standard jamma you should uh, call it a standard jamma standard jamma okay uh hold on So most of the Pandora's box boards, if not all, are uh, believed to run Android or some other form of Linux. I don't know that anyone has confirmed what operating system it is. Um, mm -hmm. Now, many of them can be modified. You can put other software on them um, or run software from a USB stick, you know? Okay. So, um... The boards run the Final Burn Alpha emulator, which is one of the big arcade machines. Um, and the emulator emulates those particular machines. Um, they have a few tweaks to them to uh, maintain the normal speed, but um, unfortunately those tweaks also lead to some issues in some games. Um, other emulators are also included uh, for like Genesis, Super Nintendo, NES and more. Um, one of the games that has issues on most Pandora's boxes is Mortal Kombat. It tends to have like really slow, choppy gameplay, and I don't know why. Because I think it have to do with like the was it the digitized photograph graphics, whatever. I don't know because there's other games uh, from that era and newer eras that run fine i don't think it has to do with the digitized uh, graphics but i could be wrong are you talking about the uh just like the original mortal kombat or like all of them um it's the arcade version that's on here i believe so oh, okay yeah um also there are issues with screen tearing particularly with crts uh, so that's something to keep in mind if you are to get a Pandora's box system. Um, the boards tend to come with a whole lot of games, supposedly thousands. However, many of the games are repeated, particularly the King of Fighters series and the Street Fighter 2 games. Some of them are also hacks. Interestingly, out of curiosity, I decided to use the... Um, search feature on the one I have to look up Transformers, you know? Okay. There, 
there's a Transformers 3 game, which I'm pretty sure was not originally Transformers. I'm not sure what it's supposed to be. But you're playing, you're, you're some robot-looking guy with a sword. I, I assume Optimus Prime is what it's supposed to be. Probably. You don't really transform from what I can tell, but you're just whacking awesome. other robots with a sword. Um, and I'm That's not a pretty sure. decent Transformers game. It came out a couple years ago. I think it was for like PS4, Xbox, you know, one, whatever, called uh, like Transformers Total Devastation. Oh, it's yeah. a pretty decent game. Like, did you, did you ever play that? Oh, yeah, I have. It's actually available for PC as well. Transformers oh. Devastation? Yeah. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got it on... It came free with, like, PlayStation Plus a few years ago. But nice. I played it, I'm like, wow, this is a really cool game, actually. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And I accidentally scrolled up in my notes, so I lost my place. But I'm back uh, there now. So, um... Some Pandora's box systems allow you to add your own games as well. I should say almost all of them, even um, if it's not advertised as such, because there's ways to get them on there in most cases, especially since a lot of them are using like SD cards on the board. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I looked at mine and it looks like an SD card as well. In fact, uh, the specs I pulled up said it was an SD card, but it looked a little funny, and I had trouble getting the SD card out. Uh -oh. so, yeah, it's all right. Um, of course, the games are bootlegged and not licensed, so, you know. You, you got the Yo-Ho-Ho -Ho edition. <laughs> so we could have, a, you want to have a little discussion or debate about the ethics of that? Uh, we can discuss it. We don't yeah. necessarily have to debate. Yeah, but I can. Me personally, I can I can see both sides of the issue. Like I know, obviously, their video games, their copyrighted works, and you know, as such, you know, you shouldn't be able to use them. Blah blah blah. But at the same time, too, I feel like you know, video games just as a medium, it's uh, it's it's unique in the fact that like. You know, certain games you just can't play anymore. You right. know what I'm saying? Yes. Either because the system is available or the you know, the publisher went out of business or something like that. But just right. some games you just can't play legally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, pretty much every movie ever made, every book ever written, every TV show ever produced, use there's legal ways to find those and pay for those. But yeah. like I said, unfortunately with some games, there's different reasons for it, like I said. With between like the publishers going into business or the you know the system it was on not you know being available yeah. or even just things like licensing like you know people yeah. using their likenesses in the game or music rights and things like yeah. that. A good so I just think for oh oh yeah for sure yeah a good example but, uh, I'm thinking of uh, GoldenEye 007 oh, yeah. for the N64. You've uh -huh. got movie licenses and Nintendo probably not wanting to try to do anything with that to get that re-released on a new system you know so the thing is too because i think because that was made by rare correct right yes which is so that, that, so that means like microsoft now? yeah nintendo and like i guess mgm or whatever mm -hmm. owns uh 007 they all have like a stake in that yeah so then no no one wants to play nice even though I don't know. I guess that they remade. They've tried to remake the game a couple times. Like they have like a GoldenEye Part Two that came out. Right. I think it was I was in college. This is like maybe 15 years ago. Yes. But it was, but it was more or less. 
It was more or less a sequel, though. It wasn't really a remake. Right. If we, if you want to play the original version, if you've got to do it legally, you've got to get the original cartridge, which can't be cheap these days, because that's a pretty in-demand game. Yeah, it's weird. Like, with some of those old games, like, the games themselves cost more than the console. Right. Like, I remember, this is a while ago, but I remember I bought a copy of, like, Double Dash and a GameCube somewhere for someone, I forget. And the freaking game costs more than the system. I'm like, I mean, I guess I get it. I guess probably the game is more rare than the system is at this point, but still, geez. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So my thoughts on it is like, there, there should be something in place once the games are so many years old. The copyright yeah. just needs to expire. And, you know, just to... Um, just so people can legally archive them because the cartridges of course are going to go bad over time especially if they have batteries in them for uh oh yeah back for sure save backups yeah um the discs are going bad you know um a lot of these games are going to be lost forever if they're not archived whether legally or illegally you know so I understand, yeah. Yeah. Also, I was saying, just just for you know, game preservation purposes, mm-hmm. like I'm saying, like there's games that came out in the '70s that no one will ever be able to play just because you know there's right. loss of time, you know, and yeah, you exactly. know, kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. Um, so yeah, it's like some sometimes lo- certain laws could be unethical if you think about it, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, lots of laws have been unethical. You know, there's certain things that have been legal throughout time that are completely unethical now, you know. Definitely. Of course, this isn't like on the same level as voter suppression or whatnot, but, you know, we're going to lose some pretty cool games if they are not allowed to be uh, backed up and uh, people follow the law strictly, you know? (laughs) Well, you know, everyone does that, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, so now, if you're not interested in the games on the system, which might be the case if you don't want bootleg games, I get that. Um, many of the joystick systems can actually be plugged into a PC as well, and the PC will recognize it as a PC joystick to play games there. Uh, you can buy one of these just to use as that. So um, I have not tried that myself yet. I do want to do it. Um, um, The joysticks and buttons are normally actual arcade joysticks and buttons that you'd find on a real arcade machine. Um, They're swappable, so you could like upgrade to a Sanwa joystick if you don't like the one that came with yours. Um, In fact, I'll probably do that at some point myself. Is Sanwan like the Cadillac of joysticks? I don't know if it's a Cadillac, but it's definitely a better quality. It's a pretty popular brand. They make good joysticks, you know? I don't know who oh, I'd so say. It's the, it's, the, it's the mid-sized sedan of joysticks? <laughs> I, I don't. I honestly don't know who I'd say is the Cadillac of joysticks, if there is one, you know? Okay. Okay. It's definitely not out of my price range to get a CNY joystick and put it in here. Let me say that. So, you know. Well, if you can afford it, it can't be that great. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, well, in that case, uh, most arcade joysticks must suck pretty bad, <laughs> <laughs> including the more expensive ones. <laughs> All right, That's baller, a... stop voting. <laughs> All right. Yeah, ar- arcade games just suck. Okay. <laughs> That's, is that it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> um. So, um, it should be obvious. I've purchased a Pandora's box, a, specifically an 11s Pro system. Um, not necessarily for review. I just uh, thought it would be cool to have and check out. Um, play some games, have like you know get-togethers and whatnot. You know, play arcade games together. You know, um, you can play a little Double Dragon, bro. Yeah, definitely. Or you can we... play Transformers Three. <laughs> Transformers Three, yeah. Uh, but we could review it at some point if you wanted to or if I wanted to. I haven't decided if I want to yet. Um, it's also known, uh, the specific one I have is also known as the Pandora's Key 7 Treasure. It's a clone system and not an original Pandora's box from 3A Games. Um, at one time, these would have been considered fakes. But the original site to get a Pandora's box board and or system, it's not even up anymore. And uh, pretty much anything you get now that's newer is going to be a clone. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, you can't get a real Pandora's box anymore, basically. So we're all posers now, I guess. Yeah, we're all posers. <laughs> It, um, it has a Cortex A7 quad-core processor and a Mali 400 MP2 A7 GPU on the one I have. Um, the games are stored on a 32 gigabyte micro SD card, so you're going to be able to fit plenty of games on that, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially old arcade games. Those things are probably like a megabyte each. Oh, yeah, Definitely. <laughs> And like I said, it's not just arcade games. It's got Genesis, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, stuff like that. Um, I've, nice. played, I've played Sonic the Hedgehog on there. You know, that's fun. Um, supposedly, this one has uh, 3,399 games on it, but there are plenty of repeats. So. They could just add one more to make it an even 34. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? They, they just need a, uh, one more to make it even 3,400 games. Wow. Um, I guess I couldn't get a hold of Transformers 2. Yeah. So. yeah. And of course, the one I have has the common Mortal Kombat issues where the game doesn't play well. You know? Just, Bad frame rate. Yep. It, it's really unfortunate because um, it's just really bad. And, you know, don't get one of these to play Mortal Kombat. You know, I'll say that. Yeah, I don't even play know. Play one of the other 3,398 games. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why they even include Mortal Kombat on these. Just don't do it until they get a better emulator on there that works well with these boards, you know. Um, yeah. Of course, um,. You might be able to like have a system on a USB um, stick that might work better with Mortal Kombat. I've got to get that a try. Um, so yeah, um, other games I've played on mine are uh, 
Street Fighter 2, Marvel vs. Street Fighter from Japan, Pang, um, old arcade games like Pac-Man, Gyrus, Donkey Kong, uh, Galaga, stuff like that. So, um, and unfortunately, the 11S does not have save states. Depending on the model you get, some do have save states, some don't. So you'd have to really research it. And it's hard to find the information out there, honestly. I've been, oh, really? yeah, I spent some time trying to research the specific model that I've got just to find out everything on it. And it took me at least a week to really get all the details of it. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah, because like I said, I didn't know but it's also known as the Pandora Box 7 Key Treasure. Perhaps if I had looked that up, I might have been able to find it a little more. Oh, maybe. Yeah. And since the original Pandora's boxes aren't even really made anymore, there's probably not as much documentation on this stuff anyway. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things It's like, it's a bootleg game system, figure it out, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... I've tried plugging gamepads into my USB ports, which you're supposed to be able to do. They didn't seem to work, but uh, my manual seems to indicate that it's meant for players three and four. So I thought you could just like disable the joysticks and use the gamepad, but I I've not gotten that to work. But you know, you're telling me that's the bootleg game system from China misrepresented itself on the packaging um well i was probably making an assumption more than anything i don't know if it oh, was okay. really misrepresenting itself in fact okay. the packaging i got wasn't i mean it was kind of a plain box to be honest so <laughs> okay because I, I know that the chinese bootleg community they're the most scrupulous bunch around so <laughs> oh yeah definitely for sure <laughs> um now, I do like this one because it has an internal speaker. It, um, you can configure it to play through your TV if you want to, but I, I like the speaker inside of it because you know how those arcade games have those speakers like that aren't... Oh, like around like the joysticks and exactly, stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It, it just gives it that much more of, a, of an arcade feel when I'm playing that, in my opinion. Does it take you back to 1992, Joe? Kind of does, yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, cool thing is, Pandora's box systems can oftentimes be modified, and um, you might get an, uh, an improved performance um, in something like Mortal Kombat. You could use a different operating system on there and maybe overcome some of the issues you have with the built-in games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I might give that a try at some point. We'll see. Um, you can also replace the boards with other models of Pandora's boxes. You don't have to stick with the one you have. Also, you can replace it with a small uh, board computer like the Raspberry Pi, um, which... Um, would have no problem with uh, with uh, emulating Mortal Kombat, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you, you played Mortal Kombat on the Pi yet? 
I, I've not, but I know it will work well on there. Okay. Yeah, at least from the videos I've seen of the Raspberry Pi with uh, how-tos and whatnot. Mortal Kombat's not really one of my favorite games, honestly. I don't know why. Yeah, the original, it, it doesn't age very well. Yeah. Like, the like 2 and 3, I think, were better than 4. It was kind of crappy. But then the all the games after 4 have been pretty decent, I thought. Right. Um, so, yeah. To use the Raspberry Pi in there, though, you'd have to redo the pinouts going to the GPIO uh, if you wanted to plug into the GPIO on the Raspberry Pi. But you could do it. So... And a lot of the operating systems for Raspberry Pi that um, are meant for gaming emulation will do a, a GPIO pinout controller. So, so what do you what do you think? Should the people buy a Pandora's box? So, um, should you? That's a good question. It really depends. So if you're not concerned about the legality of the games that are on there, um, you know, you're not going to get in trouble for buying one of these. It's more likely, first of all, let me say, um, it's more likely the seller would get in trouble or the manufacturer, but it doesn't seem like these have been shut down at all. You could get these on Amazon and eBay. Yeah. Amazon, it seems like it almost legitimizes it. And there's websites dedicated to this too, not even on the dark web, the main yeah. worldwide web. So it seems to be like they're not doing anything about it. So it's like almost legitimized, you know? <clears throat> I guess the Fed's a bigger fish to fry right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, but if you're concerned about that, don't do it unless you want to get one to use as a PC arcade joystick. Because, yeah. hey, it, it could make a decent joystick if you really want one. Um, so, so if you're a thug like you and I, though, we should go ahead and go get that. <laughs> yeah. Now, you could probably build your own arcade joystick uh, for less money, by the way was saying yeah yeah if you're not concerned about it if you want an easy way to play retro games uh maybe but keep in mind there are um lately new ready to go options like the super console x that may provide better emulation in some games mm -hmm. um if you're a hobbyist who likes to tinker like me sure it might be fun for you um, again, the Raspberry Pi computers might provide better emulation performance, but you'll have to put in the work and provide your own games for that. And by that, you mean download them from the internet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes, it, you know, if you don't, if you haven't written the games yourself somehow, if you're downloading them from the internet, you could be going to some pretty shady websites at times. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, if you want the best emulation performance out of the box, really depending on the system, um, you know, that you're trying to emulate, there's better options out there for that now, but some of them require setting it up yourself. Uh, Super Console X, that's great out of the box. Um, I haven't used it yet, but I've seen good reviews about it. 
So, hmm, um, okay. The Supercon Zone X really though is really just an Android TV box that they give you an SD card for. I think it has Bada Sierra or something on. I can't remember, and a whole bunch of games. And um, also that kind of reminds me of. Uh... I remember a few years ago, Steam tried to put out a console. You remember that? Yeah, definitely. I remember that. Um, and but fact, it was just like a, it was like a mini gaming PC. Well, well um, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, Steam did, and they also partnered with other uh, PC manufacturers. Like, oh yeah, because they, yeah. they made that thing. They made like ten or twelve different models of it, or something yeah, like definitely. that. Definitely. Um, it wasn't really that popular, unfortunately, and I was really rooting for them too, you know. But I was um, something like that. Like, who's it for? Like, either you're a PC gamer, you're a console gamer. But if you're a PC gamer that just has to have a little console to play your PC games on, then buy this. Yeah, I thought the controller looked pretty cool, though. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. For me, um, I think, I mean, I would like to have a nice consoleized PC just that's not taking up as much space in fact i kind of wanted to but gave up on um creating a building a mini itx pc for now because of the graphics card prices being so awfully high those are some high prices right now yeah and i'd have i'd probably want to get a low profile graphics card yeah in certain cases if I couldn't find a case where I could uh, put a full-size GPU in and yeah the the episode I did a few weeks ago yeah just the GPU prices are too high um anyway I'm sure it'll come down eventually eventually but it's going to take some time it looks like um okay so also if you're curious about pandora's boxes uh sure if you want to um and if it's not what you expect you can definitely change out the main board all right sounds like a glowing uh that's what i'm thinking of yeah because this isn't really a review just a little discussion blur endorsement that's the word i was looking for the glowing endorsement of the pandora's box okay yeah yeah um you know it's up to you if you want to get one of these um you know i'm enjoying mine you know um super console x will probably give you better performance though which is um available now um maybe a newer pandora box will do better we'll see and then if one comes out, I could just replace the main board of my current one. That's the beauty about that, right? Gotta love it. All right. Wish, don't you wish you could do that with the PlayStation? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> just take out your PlayStation 4 board and plug in the PlayStation 5 board and you're ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if only uh, modern consoles worked like that, right? Anyway. We'll probably make less money. We can't let that happen, right? Right, right. Well, we'll have current events right after this message. Do you like the music and sound effects we're using on the Joey's Totally Tech podcast? Well, we get the licensing for this music through Epidemic Sound. 
If you're a content creator creating video on YouTube or other social media platforms, or a fellow podcaster, visit bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. That's bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. And you can sign up for a subscription for as little as $15 per month. They have a wide variety of genres of music, as well as sound effects you can incorporate into your content. You don't have to pay royalties, you just pay the monthly subscription fee. Or you can also buy lifetime licenses to particular tunes and effects too. So if you want to use some fresh music and help support this podcast too, check out bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic and sign up for Epidemic Sound today. this week yes definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah just so y'all know we don't really hear the ads on this and if you're listening uh when you're listening to the podcast the ads you hear are dynamically placed into the podcast so you're breaking the illusion right now joey yes definitely but you know they can figure this out on their own if they run all right <laughs> yeah i'm sure they really care <laughs> yeah so, so what is about these current events joe all right so there's been a big facebook leak personal data from 533 million facebook accounts including mark zuckerberg's own account was leaked recently this data set was scraped by exploiting a vulnerability which had already been fixed in 2019. Information such as phone numbers, Facebook IDs, names, locations, birth dates, email addresses, and more was leaked. Parts of the data set were available for purchase earlier in the year through a Telegram bot. Leaked email addresses have been uploaded to Have I Been Pawned or Owned? I'm not sure how we're supposed to say that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's just pwned. Pwned, yeah. But the site owner is still debating whether or not to make leaked phone numbers available. Well, at least he has some scruples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, so what exactly is a telegram bot? Um, I think it's uh just a bot that uh is on the instant messaging app telegram. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Isn't the Donald Trump? Th- oh, that's the Periscope. Never mind. All right. Yeah. All right. So what do you think? Uh, Facebook, it's wide open. Yeah, I know. Um, that might scare Zuckerberg himself that his information is leaked out there. But, um, yeah, it's kind of a big deal since many of us do use Facebook. Of course, we know about the privacy issues with Facebook. 
and yeah. now with stuff being leaked, Zuckerberg himself will have issues, along with yeah, I mean, many of us who might have. All these data companies get hacked eventually. Like you, oh, yeah. YouTube got hacked, Google got hacked, everything gets hacked. Yeah, I mean, it's just um, a reality we have to deal with in the modern day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, well, there's a will, there's a way. Exactly. To get your Facebook ID. <laughs> yeah. And that's All right. So on to my. Oh, something we have to be cognizant of. Uh, just find out if our data is out there. Get it back, you know. So just remember, don't put anything on the internet that you're not comfortable. Some creep on the dark web buying. Yeah. And you know, use an email address that you don't really check much to <laughs> sign up for stuff. I don't really check my email that much anyway, so. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, and so one more second. Away phone number. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, so on to the second story. Uh, are loot boxes going to receive gambling-like regulations? Loot boxes, which are containers such as chests, crates, and barrels that some video games use to let players purchase in-game items or loot. Some critics, such as the gambling advocacy group, advocacy group Be Gamble Aware, have resorted to referring to them as, quote, gambling boxes due to the randomized prize nature of the loot mechanics. Loot box detractors are quick to point out that these randomized prize mechanics are very often used by children's by children. Research suggests that children will not only sometimes purchase loot boxes without their parents' knowledge, but they can also show early signs of gambling addiction. Two researchers, James Close and Joanne Lloyd, surveyed the work of 13 other research teams who have looked into the gambling box issue. These 13 teams studied the playing habits of 7,771 people ranging in age from adults to children. Close and Lloyd discovered that 12 of the 13 teams found behavioral links between loot boxes and gambling. They also learned that worldwide, up to half of all income generated by by in-game loot boxes were derived for approximately 5% of the gamers that utilize them, which is an indicator for addictive behavior. Evidence shows that loot boxes are, are, quote, structurally and psychologically akin to gambling, end quote. Close and Lloyd have concluded that loot boxes should be regulated in a similar manner as other interactions of gambling. Sorry, as other iterations of gambling. They suggest that until these regulations are implemented, video game publishers should be made to add clear labeling and age ratings for loot boxes and that loot boxes show the odds of winning and prices charged in real world currency. So, uh, yeah, I know this has been kind of a hot top, hot button issue for the past mm-hmm. 10 years or so, the whole our loot boxes gambling debate. Right. Like, where do you stand on the, uh, on the issue? Well, I did an entire episode a while back and I cannot remember if you are a co-host at that point or not. I don't think I was. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you were. Um, I've never been a fan of loot boxes, to be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, okay, on mobile games, every now and then, I'll probably buy, like, a little thing to power up in, like, warts with friends or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but now it's like, I don't even have the 99 cent option. I don't even have the 4.99 options that I had before. Now they want me to pay 10 bucks. And I'm like, no. <laughs> you may as well just go buy a real game for that I, price. I know, you? right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, on one hand, um, I'm 
okay with um like in-game purchases in certain situations uh-huh. uh like in-game purchases let's say in minecraft like cosmetic stuff right yeah cosmetic stuff you're like buying a costume for your minecraft character or uh your Fortnite character or whatnot you know yeah yeah um when it comes to like powering up or let's say come on play to win right yeah if you if you have to purchase a loot box in order to win the game no i don't like that if you purchase a loot box to help you out in the game but you could still win without it i might be okay with that though um if if it's like a game where you're competing with other actual people uh it's kind of iffy honestly i'd probably not be totally happy but at the same time i suppose it's fair in that kind of game if they're offering it yeah but if you have to pay to win no i don't like that yeah i'm kind of in the same boat as you i feel like you know as far as like you know dlc and things like that yeah i mean sometimes it's overpriced but as long as like like what you were saying as long as the dlc or the whatever microtransactions whatever you're buying as long as it doesn't give you an edge and like online competitive play then i'm fine whatever like if you want to spend five bucks on a hat for your character i would never do that but hey that's how you want to spend your money go nuts yeah now as far as like the loot boxes themselves you know the problem i have with these things are like yeah they they try to get you to pay real because usually you can earn like currency or tokens or whatever to mm-hmm. pay for the loot boxes themselves but then you know nine times out of ten there's also an option like hey you didn't get the stuff you want you know give us like five bucks and you can get another you know few turns on the loot box machine or whatever right and you know that to me just seems kind of shady at the same time too is i always hate when like you work you're in a game with loot boxes and you get the same stuff like there's like thousands of things you're trying to get and you get like the same thing like three times in a row like really <laughs> yeah and i even though I'm not crazy about in-game purchases, I do see that kind of uh, being how things are going to work going forward because, okay, the price of a new AAA title has been $60 how long now? For years, you know? I think at least since the like PS3, 360 generation. Yeah. Maybe the PS2, yeah, maybe Xbox, longer, I forget. Maybe longer, I can't remember. It's been between 15 and 20 years, I know that yeah. much. Um, the price... Actually, I think some of the newer generation games coming out for like PS5 and the Xbox are going up to 70. So. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the cost of creating these games now, especially with the more realistic graphics and everything has only gone up um of course they don't put them on cartridge or even disc anymore so they're able to save money there but um the cartridge was a significant cost the disc not quite as significant um but um you know i think a lot of people aren't going to be happy if the cost of the game itself goes over that much over sixty dollars you know what i'm saying yeah i think that's kind of one of those like threshold things right. it's like you know but i mean that's what yeah. we're saying too yeah. like i know uh we discussed this in the past mm-hmm. but 
like I said, I'm okay with DLC. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm okay with like, okay, they release it. Unless like, I know there's like, you know, like on disc DLC. Mm-hmm. Like you actually, down, the DLC comes on the game disc, but you got to pay to unlock it. Right. I think that's bull. If, yeah. you, if you had enough time to finish this content and put it on the disc, it's going to have the freaking content. Oh, yeah. Now, if you're actually taking time outside of the normal production of the game to make extra game content, and yeah, depending on how much I like the game, I may buy it, I may not buy it, but I have that option. Yeah. So like I said, I'm cool with that, but like I said, but there are plenty of, you know, shady business practices, I think, in play as far as the whole, like, DLC, microtransaction, loot box oh, things yeah. are concerned. Yeah, but I think the in-game purchases, they're just going to be a thing going forward in most games because um, they need to make up for... Uh, where they can't raise the price on the game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, that's just uh, the whole games as a service model has really just blown up in the past 10 years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's so many games now where it's just like, you know, you either pay for the game outright and then there's this whole online community, or a lot of these games are free and there's this whole online community. But they generate their income just from, you know, people buying stuff online. Right. Like, I know we talked about this, too, but GTA 5, it's the it's generated more money than any other media property ever of all time. Mm-hmm. Like they're making billions of dollars a year just so people, just because people want to buy like, you know, yachts and supercars and laser guns in the freaking video game. Yeah. And like I said, Hey, that's why you want to spend your money. I'm all for that. That's not how I spend my money, but Hey, I'm sure I spend money on things that people think are stupid too. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what are you trying to say? No, no, I, I'm not saying anything <laughs> about a specific purchase. I'm sorry. But um, but I, I agree with you. It's like um, I, I don't like the idea of paying to win, though. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially like we even referring to the story, like it's very obvious that it's gambling. Like if you have the option to to pay money in order to improve your odds of winning, even if it's a fake, you know, digital item, that's still mm-hmm. gambling. At oh the end yeah, of the day. definitely. That's definitely gambling and. You know, there at least needs to be some sort of label on the game, if nothing mm-hmm. else. You know, I mean, it might it might be worse though. Remember, apparently, like in the was it the eighties, nineties, when they're doing like parental advisory stickers, that made the stuff sell even better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but um, I think it's good that the gaming industry took responsibility there and did it voluntarily. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, that made the games even more popular. You're right. Yeah. Um, imagine playing Call of Duty or CS:GO at a casino. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be weird. It's like, hey, you know, if you uh, get a good enough, you know, kill death ratio, you can win a hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised that isn't really a thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess it's kind of like esports, but like, you know, more, it's not as much spectacle. Yeah. Like, you should be able to go to a place and, I guess, compete in some sort of online tournament and win real money, I think. Yeah. I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's really enough, you know, interest in a model like that, but I think it's still interesting. Yeah. It's like Las Vegas needs to have more uh, video game gambling for sure. And not and not just poker and blackjack. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I've been Joey Cagle. And I've been Antonio Guerra. And you've been listening to Joey's Holly Tech. 
And our executive producers, Laura Lassiter and Beth Warhan, they're part of the exclusives. You can be an executive producer, too. Go to joeystolytech.com slash exclusive to join for as little as $5 a month. And I hit the wrong button there. (laughs) So we will catch you next time. Surf's up, bro. (laughs) 